0: It's the radio guy, Mike Prince. Welcome to another episode of the Mike Prince Show here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Of course, our social media handles for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter are all at the Mike Prince Show. The YouTube channel is Open Mic Broadcast Network. And our 24-hour dial-in message line, 713-570-6736. And without any further delay, we're going to jump right into today's episode. This young man who... I've had the pleasure of meeting all the way from Ohio Lawrence University. He serves as the head coach of the esports, the Grey Wolves esports squad, and that's none other than Mr. Lamar Daniels. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, Mike, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on today. All right, thank you for making yourself available. And look, with all of the shutdowns that have been going on, I noticed that the NAIA has just. Made a huge
1: announcement. Yep. How has that affected the esports teams? Um, it affected us a lot stronger than spring than it's looking like in fall. A um, number of schools had to shut down in the spring uh, because I think just a uh, number of esports teams throughout the collegiate scene had to shut down I think just because of how quickly everything happened and how just like out of nowhere things just closed. Uh, but I think a lot of schools that have e-sports program have kind of been preparing for, for anything, um, anything and everything. And I think you're going to see a lot more college programs be able, at least esports sports programs, be able to stay open and compete. Um, the conference that we're in, we've had talks every other week about, you know, second in and seeing which schools are good, which schools, you know, might not be good. Um, and so far we've been pretty solid. Uh, it seems like most schools are, are running pretty well and they should be fine as, as much, um, Really affect us in a positive way as it could possibly give you know collegiate esports a little bit more exposure going forward.
0: That's what I was thinking because uh, no contact is involved other than when you're dealing with teammates, and I'm pretty sure there would be some uh, social distancing involved with that. And um, what I wanted to ask you, and I don't know if I did, and if I have, please forgive me for the redundancy. But are the esports broken down in divisions such as your? athletic programs from, like,
1: uh, FBS down to NAIA, or is it just right across the board? They're not. Um, we are right across the board, and we're even stronger across the board because a lot of the competitions that you compete in, um, if you're a varsity program, a lot of times you're playing against club programs as well. Um, so, for example, we're a varsity program here at Lords, but uh, let's say a school like University of Michigan, right, they could have a club program. A lot of the major tournaments will be in have a mix between some varsity programs and some club programs um, where if we go completely in the opposite direction of divisions and everybody is kind of mixed together, you have some big tournaments have like a varsity division and like a club division uh, but for the most part most of your tournaments is everybody's kind of all mixed together okay, and so
0: I'm uh, trying to uh, make the difference between a varsity and a club yeah. a varsity uh, club would be one that is actually sponsored by the athletic department I'm assuming
1: yeah so varsity is sponsored in any type way shape or form by your school so that could be your house in athletics or your um in student life or you're in rec sports right but you you have you might be given scholarships or you have a staff member directly in charge of the program um, okay club club teams are found that usually a lot of the bigger schools they'll um, have, have club programs, um, and it's just like any other club that you can find around campus, they have an esports club, and those kids will all compete with each other in different games, um, and they'll represent the school in a number of tournaments, right? But they won't have scholarships. They won't have a staff member in charge. It's really just ran by the students. Okay. Now, are the fees the same? Uh, you You said the fees?
0: Yes, you know, for entry
1: yeah. fees or the tournaments. Yep. Yeah, so so any tournament, uh, usually they don't designate between club and varsity, um, and that's, that's a benefit that varsity has. Usually you have some type of financial backing to be able to help out your students with that. Um, but, uh, for example, I know we went to um, one of the major tournaments every year is called Hughfest. It's held in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, um, and there are some club teams that are there, right? and there are some varsity teams, and we went as a the varsity program, so... I was able to, you know, the school covered our travel and our food and everything like that. At the same time, there are some club teams that are there that are like, yeah, we had to fundraise for this ourselves and we had to, you know, get all the travel and the hotels and everything on, on their own as well. Wow, that
0: is pretty unique. So it's almost like the roles have been reversed when it deals with the smaller institutions versus the big institutions, because usually it's the big institutions that have everything. Mm-hmm. But now they have to fend for themselves with the esports. Now, is that probably determined because they might not be taking it as serious as maybe some of the smaller universities?
1: Oh uh, yeah. Um, I definitely think that that's the case. Um, some of the smaller universities. Um, not to sugarcoat anything, but it does help for recruitment, right? Um. A lot of the major, large-scale universities don't necessarily need an esports program to you know, recruit students because they're already fine with that. Like University of Michigan doesn't need an esports program to get in students; they'll, they'll get students no matter what. Um, at the same time, a lot of these major universities are just as good as some of the varsity programs um, because if you have forty thousand students on your campus, odds are you're going to find some kid that's pretty good at whatever game you want to play. Right? It's just right, you know, right. The, you know, the odds that you're playing with a, that large amount of students. So um, it's really interesting. Like, you, you have some very, very good teams that are varsity programs. You have some very, very good teams that are programs. Um, and it's kind of a, a mix between everything. I know
0: the last time that you and I got together with uh, Coach Eaton, mm-hmm. you, you broke down the average cost was between $1,200 and $1,300 for a computer to be able to compete at a high level. Um, and further breaking that down, how many computers do you need per event to be
1: able to compete? You know, on a on a highly competitive level. Um, I would so it depends on what game you're playing, right? And then it kind of depends on how you run your program. Uh, as far as the most popular esports, no game has more than no game has more people competing at one time than Overwatch, which is six on six. Um, so you could. Have an esports program with just six computers. But so the problem is, you want to practice with multiple teams, and you can't have more people, like you couldn't have people in there at the same time. Right? You can only have structured out practice time for this team practices then, this team practices then, right? It'll get a little difficult to kind of spread out the practice time. Plus, you kind of want to have some computers for you have kids that want to play in on their free time or they want to come in and you know, practice on their own, right? You don't want to have just bare minimum and be like, these are, you know, this, and then you can never have anybody in there on any free time. Uh, but, like, if you need the most that any game has, is Overwatch six. Um, but it depends on the game. League of Legends has 5v5, 05. V5, V5. Um, Rocket League has 3 on 3. Um, it really depends on the game. and It really dictates how many you need to be able to compete. Okay, now, on average, uh, Lamar,
0: mm-hmm. how many games are actually in competition with this esports division, and um, how do you determine what game becomes
1: an official esport game? honestly that's a great question. Um, I would say on average. Um, so just like with traditional athletics, right? You have your more popular games than your other ones, right? Um, a lot of schools, a lot more schools have basketball than schools that have water polo. Um, it's the same way in, in esports. Um, you have uh, probably the three most um, popular are League of Legends, Overwatch and Rocket League. Most of your schools are gonna have those three. And then from there, honestly, it's a pretty big drop um, to games like Counter Strike, games like Call of Duty, games like Hearthstone, um, and then maybe some Fortnite as well. So I would say on average, you know, most most will have about most programs will have about five. Um, and Guess for myself, the way I look at it, as far as like you know, who I want to recruit for us is, is, you know, what programs are, are really going to be able to provide a value back to the um, programs. What, what games um, are some like there used to be madden and two k leagues out there, but there really isn't anymore. Um, and so you know, I'm not necessarily looking to recruit for that because if I have somebody in who's playing madden, like you know, how do I have them compete on the collegiate side if there's no collegiate competition? Um so I look at, you know, what's the viability of the game? Um and really is this something that really has a strong scene around it. Um, and, and I mean in retrospect you could be like hey every game not every game but most competitive games could have some esports scene. Um but there's a lot of games that the professional side is built out a lot better than the collegiate side. And those are like Madden, those are like 2K, those are like Counter-Strike. Um Call of Duty um, all those are built out a lot better on the professional side than they are the collegiate side. Um, there's a small collegiate scene for it, but it really isn't too much that makes it valuable.
0: Okay, okay. We're speaking right now with Lamar Daniels, the head coach at Lawrence University for the eSports program. And I've got to admit, Lamar, I'm learning more and becoming more intrigued <laughs> with this good, good. deal. And it's, it's really, really fascinating to me and and when you talk about this, the recruiting aspect, how do you go about recruiting a guy? I know coaches go to huddle for athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you go to? Uh, is it is it Stitch? Uh, mm-hmm. That or Twitch? What is it called? Yeah, these guys, Twitch, he, Twitch. 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 Yeah. Okay, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I knew it was an itch somewhere <laughs> in there. And and so uh, how do you recruit these guys? Uh, and how do you lure them to become part of the Grey Wolves program?
1: Honestly, that is a great question. Um, so I will. There's a number of different ways you can. Um, one of the biggest one is um, uh, that I use is MCSA. NCSA um, is like a recruiting website that had traditional student athletes, but now has, has an esports section on there. Um, so I use that as well. Also, posting in Discord. So Discord is a um, social media platform um, that is very similar to if anybody out there has used Microsoft Slack. It's pretty similar. Uh, in which case, you can have a server, right? And so, for example, we have Lord's Esports server. That server, I can have different channels, whatever I want to focus on. Whether it's my Overwatch team, my League of Legends team, uh, whether it's I want to have a channel for videos, or if somebody is streaming live, you know, I can have a channel for different things. Um, and I can give people roles based on their role in our program, right? So let's say a fan joins our Discord, right, and just kind of wants to hang out with the team, I can do that, but I can have members have a specific role so that I so that channels are only viewable be, be to them. So every eSports entity out there has some kind of Discord. Um, it, it is just how eSports is. You can't really be in eSports without a Discord. Um, and so there's a lot of them out there that help with college recruiting, right? Um, whether it's um, one specific game will have a recruiting, um, Like, so maybe I go to the Overwatch Discord, right? And I post in there, hey, college, I'm looking to um, recruit this certain player XYZ for my team. So, those two are like the way, are like the primary ways. Discord, at least for me, Discord, NCSA. Also, word of mouth. Word of mouth is probably the biggest out of any recruiting on college esports right now. Um, That's how a lot of people end up being able to get noticed is that hey, so and so my friend I actually did a project on this when I was in grad school about literally college esports recruiting and the study I did showed that word of mouth was the primary way of like, recruiting happens it's just like because we're so new like, kids out there who are some kids out there who are pretty good just don't know that you can go to college to you know play for this so um, a lot of times they'll be their friends telling them like hey you go to this college you should come with me because I want to play esports." and they're like oh really and then that's kind of how like the worry gets around a little bit Wow. And a lot of these
0: guys probably are unaware of just how good they are until they start competing with other
1: guys. Uh, well, I mean, mo- most people have some, like, competitive ranking system that kind of shows you, right, like, where you are in reality to kind of everybody else in the world, which is really beneficial for That's one thing that I like about recruiting with esports, um, that, like, there's, there's a number, right, that's given to you that legitimately shows, you know, on the most part, how good you are. Um, it's that's very helpful for, like, instead of, um, hey, let me try to just watch your, and you, I have to do my due diligence, right, and watch some film and stuff, but it really helps out if I'm able to see, hey, this guy's number is a lot higher than this guy's number, so he should be, by all intents and purposes, better than the other guy, right? In some cases, you would think. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Because not one thing I do know in the world of cyber, activity, there are some guys who might lack, let's say, the word integrity, and sometimes they do these little hacks and cheats
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, to
0: mm-hmm. boost up their deal. Have you come across that? And then if you do, is that going to fall under the, the disciplinary code of the set universities and that person is removed?
1: Yeah. So I haven't come across that as much. Um, and this is something that I actually, when I was doing that project research, like, you know, asking them, like, what happens if, you know, somebody's trying to get recruited and um, and you know, they turn out it's, it's called um, smurfing. Um, sometimes you call it it's called smurfing or, like, using hacks or something. They're not as good as they said they were. A lot of college coaches, you know, will make sure that that player plays with their team, right, and so that they're able to really actually see, you know, hey, let me scout you for a little bit and, you know, we'll have you play with our team before. You know me providing you any scholarship, so I can just double check and make sure you're as good as you say you are. Um, I, I, I just, I definitely know that a lot for a lot of schools, this is like, hey, you tell us that you're this good, right? But you actually turn out not to be, or like we can tell that you blatantly lied, um, then we have the right to revoke our scholarship or things like that. So, um, okay, that's, that's kind of some of the ways, yeah.
0: Now, when you're in competition with club programs not saying that they would but they don't have any supervision they're kind of governing themselves mm-hmm. is it more likely that you would if there were some scandalous
1: attempts it would be coming from the club area it's a possibility yeah it's always a possibility within our our scene that there's you know somebody who is you know hacking or you know using some cheats or something like that it it, is, it always is it's kind of just Nature it's part of the territory. Of, yeah, it's part of the territory, right? Um, and, you know, maybe sometimes you can tell, uh, sometimes you can't, and you just have to have faith in whether you're playing against a club or a varsity program that they're being ran the right way.
0: Okay, we're talking right now with Lamar Daniels of Lawrence University, the eSports head coach. And, man, I, like I say, I'm totally, totally fascinated this subject and it's amazing this is just getting off the ground how is money generated through esports i know when you're doing athletics you can tie a brand with a certain product how is the money generated in the esport world
1: So, for um uh, at least for uh, the professional side right and, and collegiate esports is, is no different than collegiate athletics right most programs, unless you're, like, one of the biggest twenty twenty five programs, right, um, at the end of the day, financially, um, you know, athletics, is, you know, take a hit on you, right? So you, mm-hmm. you have the, the extra value as far as, like, the social aspect it brings for your university, pride, and then just the ability to provide, you know, scholarship offerings to the student. Um, on the professional side, um, a lot of it is advertisement. That's where most of the... Um, that's where a large amount of the money is made. Like most, if not all, uh, of all the the money that is made in esports is made through advertisement. If you imagine that you have, you know, you're having an event that it lasts three hours, right? And that's all on the screen. You can have an ad, you know, placed on that screen for as long as you want, right? It's not like, like you know, unless like you're imagine you're going in person to a, um, you know, to a basketball game, right? You're you're looking at the court. You're not always looking directly at the yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, esports, it's it's easy to always have ads on um, in certain areas. And it's not as not as looked down upon as far as like imagine you're watching basketball on TV, right? And there's an ad the entire time on there. People would get annoyed. Um, esports is kind of more accepted a little bit. Uh, so that's where the money's maybe used to use as an advertisement.
0: Okay, so then uh, I guess my next question would be to determine what that actual advertiser would pay. To be on that sponsorship is
1: going to vary on the size of the event or even yeah. the size of the institution? Yeah, it's gonna the size of the event, um, the size of the company you're working with, the notoriety of the game. Um, like some games will, you know, if you're advertising for League of Legends, right, one of their championships, it's gonna be a lot more expensive than it will be for, say, anything like, you know, Madden, right, or, or 2K. Um yeah, so it really man, yeah, it, yeah. look, entertain
0: me, man. What what are the price ranges? Like you say for a Madden advertisement versus the one you just mentioned.
1: Ooh, I, that's a great question. I'm not even going to. I'm <laughs> not even gonna hold you. I I don't know for sure, um, but I'll say that oh, I'll kind of compare it to this, right? If you're gonna advertise for the League of Legends World Championship, um, that's gonna be like the Super Bowl, right? Then Madden Championship or a 2K Championship is going to be something closer to say. The MLS championship. Major League okay, okay. Yeah. There's still good money
0: to be made, but not as much money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. very good. Man, this is this is absolutely amazing. Now, when you're talking about uh scouting a guy, yeah. How do you scout a guy on a video game by how quick he gets killed, what, how well he, you know, works in a team, I guess with Assignments, and I'm assuming uh, my son played, I think it was called Fortnite, whatever it is. Okay. Yeah, and and you can hear them fussing all the time that somebody's already getting killed, and they'll smoke yeah, one yeah, team, yeah. and then they'll have um you know pretty breeze on a on another team, and they get their hat brought to them by another team. So is that how you determine on scouting this guy? What are you looking for when you're scouting a guy to offer them a scholarship? So
1: so the main thing that you look I, I look for is. The rank, right? So let's say I have a let's say my my team is around let's say Overwatch, right? Let's say my, my average team is a, is a masters level, right? I'm going to want if I'm going to bring you on on my varsity team, I'm going to want you to at least be around that level. Um, whereas, yeah, you know, you might not be an expert, you might still be comparable. but There is still something to be said for people who have been able to force their way up to that level. Um, so most most games have a ranking system. Um, for example, they'll usually go like bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, masters, or grandmasters, something like that, something along the line. Okay. okay. Um, and so, like, my team's masters average. I'm not going to bring somebody who's gold because it just doesn't fit. You know what we're looking for on the team, right? Um, so that's the first thing I'm look for. I want to make sure that your average kind of fits, or where you're at kind of fits, and where the team is at. Um, now, if I get to the point where like, hey, my rosters are and I have everybody that are kind of like like averages right now. Um, then I'll I'll kind of at that point point then we'll like look at trials and we'll scout based on like um, things like you know what's your communication like with the team. Um, obviously, like you'll look at like you'll look at like the in-game stuff, right? The positioning in the game. Um, your your just natural talent or your skill within the game. We'll also look at you know how do you communicate with the team, right? How how are your it's called your comp. How's your comp, right? Um, to, what's your personality like? Does your personality fit with the team? Um usually if you get to the point where you're at your a program and you're like you have the ability to be able to have specific tryouts for like one team or another. Um of it is kind of be like, Hey, what role do you play? And we kinda of assess you versus the other person, right? What's your in game skill, what's your position, what's your in game communication like, what's your conflict? like, you know, things like that. That's kinda of how like the, the scouting would go up you here. Know?
0: Okay, very good. Once again, we're talking with Lamar Daniels, Lawrence University, the esports head coach. Now, uh, Lamar, I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I'm, I'm scratching my head over here, man, because I'm like unbelievable, <laughs> absolutely unbelievable. That's amazing. Yeah, when you break this thing down even further, and uh, we, we, I was joking when I said it, but then realized there was some truth to it. You have workouts and conditioning for these guys. Can you explain that and, and some of the calisthenics that
1: are involved with your esports team? Yeah, so um I was a former college athlete myself, um I ran track and I played volleyball in college. I was also part of acrobatics. And um, my biggest passion has always been college student athlete, athlete development. Um and that's kind of what got me into wanting to work with student athletes and, and and into coaching as well. Um, our team, our program, we do have workouts. Uh, we work out three times a week for an hour, and we kind of, you know, focus on different things. Right? You know, one day it might be core, uh, might be cardio, it might be lifting, and you know, we try to mix in the, the three. Sometimes we kind of like you know, decide to have some fun and we play basketball with each other or something like that. Um, I do it specifically because I feel as though it is my job as Coach, not to just develop them, um, like right, that student athlete development. Not just develop you in the game, but also outside the game, right? And in life, um, I try to keep it as um, the word I'm looking for as well-rounded, open-rounded as, as possible because I have a wide variety of um of former fitness level on my team. When we started workouts last year, i had some people had never been in the gym before. And some people have been like, yeah, i played basketball and football for like four years in high school. I know all stuff, right? I try to keep it as close to the middle as possible to, you know, make sure everybody's as engaged as possible. Um, okay. That's kind of what we
0: do. Okay, very good. Uh, and uh, everybody has to, you know, it's all about working out the mind, the body, and the soul. Yep, yep. And, and why not with the eSports uh, program yep. team? Now, normally, what is the size of your roster uh for your varsity and for your sub varsity program
1: so uh for us for our varsity program we're, we're going to be around 25 to 30 um and then if we build on that we'll be having like JV teams for specific games um we'll, we'll probably be looking at having a JV team for Overwatch this year um and then hopefully as the years go we can build a JV team for League of Legends and um, Rocket League okay uh, so but the entire program together is about 25 to 30 too. Okay, twenty-five. Now,
0: are all of those guys on scholarship?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Everybody on our team will will be on the scholarship, um, unless they unless they're part of another sport. Um, I do have some dual sport athletes here uh, who are you know good enough that you know they like playing their sport, but they also wanted to be involved in what we're doing. Um, you know, it, in that case, their primary sport will be providing their scholarship. But besides that, everybody else on our team has. has
0: Okay, so the range of scholarships, if you're allowed to share that, what
1: what's the monetary value on these scholarships for these guys? So we are actually, um, I'll say like the average that we are. So we're around, um, school sports at Lourdes are around $6,000. Uh, we, we we do have the benefit of not having travel as far as our costs. So, you know, there might be a couple of times we're able to kind of, at least on the eSports side, you know, look to, you know, bless ourselves a little bit. Um, if we have somebody who's really going to help benefit the program. For the most part, most of our, our, our sports right here are around 6,000 average rate, right? So if I could, I wanted to bring somebody at, you know, a very high level I'll, uh, to make sure that I'm balancing that out with whoever I bring in on the other side to kind of make sure the average is up there.
0: Okay, very good. Man, that is pretty interesting. For those that are listening right now, um, Lawrence is a private institution. Now it's not cheap to go there, so you're hearing six thousand dollars. It does help, but yeah, you it know, does, that, yeah. <laughs> man, that is something. Now, do you guys charge for
1: people to watch you guys in action? Um, uh, me, we, we don't. Um, so all all of our sports that we have, um, for the most part, um, like you know, family and people are able to kind of come Um, visitors and and stuff, we'll have to pay. But as far as esports, we've only really had, like, one main event. Uh, We were working on having more in-person events, and then COVID hit. So it was a little difficult to do that, but at least for us. um, We don't charge and then stream all of our matches on our Twitch. Um, And so people are are always able to kind of check it out online, watch it online. really helpful for, like, parents who are kind of, you know, not able to travel. That's one of the cool things about esports, right? The parents are always able to watch their child compete, um, because we just stream it online. And and so like no matter where you're at, you're still able to, you know, kinda you know, watch everything. And you don't really feel like you're you're missing out as much, right? Um you uh, if your child plays soccer, right, you might be able to watch online if the school streams it but it's not the same as being there. But as far as with like esports, you'd be watching the screen regardless. So like it's it's still a pretty cool thing for us to be able to provide. Man, that is just
0: totally Fascinating to me. On average, what would uh, uh, a viewing look like doing a stream for a competition?
1: Um, Wow, that's actually a good question. I can't remember how many we were probably on average fifteen to twenty. But I mean, we are we're a smaller school, right? With smaller kind of team size, Um, and hopefully with us, because I I believe this is our first time really streaming our matches this past year. So mm-hmm. hopefully, as we grow, the channel will grow and everything, and like the fan base will grow. Um, but as far as like it depends, as far as like professional esports wise, like really depends on the event. Like some of the larger events, like League of Legends, will constantly have a hundred thousand people watching watching the matches over the weekend.
0: Wow. Um, yeah. So it, yeah, it's pretty. Well, awesome. I could imagine though that especially with smaller institutions and even larger institutions, you get more value on the replay. Uh, from the event then sometimes an actual live event, depending on what time these events are being held. And I, I heard you mention that you have a channel. Uh, for those who are listening, what is the channel and how they can go and watch some of the rebroadcast?
1: So um, on our Twitch, if you search Lord Esports, um, it should be all, all one word, L-O-U-R-D-E-S, Esports, E-S-P-O-R-T-S, um, you'll be able to find our, ch- our channel there might be a underscore between the two of them so if that one doesn't work try that out with the lords underscore esports um okay. and then our, our so our Twitter's is the same twitter is probably like where we have most of our interaction um and Twitter's the exact, exact same where it's um lords underscore esports there as well you can actually watch your competition live on twitter on, on twitch on twitch you can um Okay, 100. I was
0: going to say, I, you got to explain <laughs> that one to me. I didn't know how you can do that,
1: man. Uh, I know, on our Twitch, you can watch all of our yeah. Man,
0: Man, that, that is so fun. Fa- now, do you guys take advantage of the YouTube uh, channel, if you have one, that once the Twitch event is done that you transfer it over to YouTube?
1: That's something I'd
0: love for us to
1: do, and like I'm looking for us to do. Is, like, I'd love for us to be able to be like, hey, we had a match. Uh, we're going to cut some highlights up, and then we'll put it on our YouTube. Um, okay. But it's something that I've been able to do. Um this first year it was just kind of just getting things set in stone. Um but you know, I I definitely would love, you know, kinda of, um as we grow the program, um, to kind of be able to be like, Yeah, like let's have a YouTube channel where we put our highlights from all of the matches. And that is
0: truly fascinating. That's when IT has to be your best friend, right?
1: <laughs> uh yeah, but honestly uh, a lot of a lot of Players I have on in our, in our, in our teams have a lot of that knowledge as well. A lot of, if, if anybody checks out our Twitter, a lot of the graphics that we have or the videos are done by students, right? And I kind of let our program be um, training grounds for, like, people who want to get involved. Like, I have a number of my students that want to do marketing uh, or want to do social media stuff. So I'm like, hey, why not do some stuff for us? You immediately kind of get the practice and you kind of, you have a portfolio for yourself when you graduate. Uh, right. You're like, hey, I've done all of this stuff uh, for my program when I was in college. And you immediately are able to provide proof of, of the skill up that you have.
0: Now, is there any possible way that you can actually do some, play by
1: play broadcasting with these events? Oh, yeah, so we do. Uh, we have a, a local student who helps us out. Um, he goes to the University of Toledo and he reached out to me, he emailed me, and kind of the same thing, right, uh, providing that opportunity to students. He emailed me, he was like, hey, doing broadcast journalism, he's really passionate about eSports, and he'd love to kind of get involved with us. So we brought him in, and, you know, to kind of get him, you know, that experience, right, he comes in and he, you know, does the broadcasting for our game. Uh, and then sometimes we'll have another student help him out on, you know, whether the color side or the play-by-play side. Uh, that's, that's the cool thing I've been able to kind of provide is, or or Lord's eSports has been able to provide us that experience for people no matter like kind of what aspect of eSports are looking into, I can find some way of like getting them the practice with us, and you know, by all means, why not? So yeah, we we actually have somebody into that part. So you actually hear their
0: commentary over yep. the, the gameplay as it's yep. going on. So you yep. just pipe you just pipe their audio into the string. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Wow, man, that is Totally a twenty first century deal, man. I, I feel yeah. like I feel like a dinosaur over here, buddy. <laughs> but, but a good dinosaur. I'm not gonna go out that easy. You know what I'm saying? more, uh, yeah, yeah. it has uh, truly been a fascinating journey. And you know, I got to keep in contact with you, man, because now I've gotten this eSport bug. And as far as I'm concerned, you're going to be my my sport liaison. And I do have to ask Got this you. question. Yep. Um, uh, nationwide, I know that you probably don't have a precise number, but how many e-sport programs are involved
1: nationwide on college campuses? Varsity programs, I think we're at about two hundred. Don't quote me on this. Uh, I think around two hundred, uh, maybe pushing two hundred fifty. Um, as far as club programs, it's about. Every I won't say just about every school, but i I would say a good amount of schools universities out there, maybe like well, three out of every four universities probably has an esports program, whether it starts the York club, maybe even more than that um they' wow. very, very well represented um and some of that you know certain teams are good in certain games and certain teams compete in certain games like traditional sports, right? Some teams are better in some sports than others, right? Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Well, my friend, you and the Gray Wolves, you're going to have to keep me uh, in tune and in touch with everything that's going on as we can uh, further discover the world of eSports on a deeper level. Um, You have been officially dubbed as our liaison here at the Open Mic Broadcast (laughs) Network. So uh, we truly, truly appreciate you making yourself available for today and want to give you
1: some closing thoughts and comments at this moment. Um, I, again, I appreciate I'm I'm humbled by the opportunity to chat. Um, I, will, I will say that uh, eSports is definitely a passion of mine, uh, but even more so I just love working with student athletes. Um, that's been a passion that I've, I've had ever since I was a student athlete. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to kind of mix my two passions of athlete development esports with also my knowledge of coaching a perfect fit. Um Yes sir. Yep, love 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 the school we have here. Lords University's been an amazing fit for myself. I uh, grew up in the area and me coming home for this job has just uh, been a blessing. So um for those of you who want to follow us, like I said, uh, Lords underscore esports on Twitter. That's where most of anything that we uh, discuss or post or it will be found there. Um, also there's a link to our Discord if anybody will those wanted to join um as well. So yeah. Okay, now I just imagine and
0: I'm not sure if this is the case or not. Mm-hmm. Being the Grey Wolves, I know you guys have to have a howling sound or something when something goes good, right?
1: Um, <laughs> I think that maybe on like some videos or something that gets put out there or like maybe like during a basketball game we might have a soundboard that does that. I don't know if there's like a full wide the RIS team. Uh, man, on that, come
0: on, on man. You, you got I, the esports working.
1: <laughs> you got
0: uniforms with you guys. You guys yep, yep. are working out. You got to have a wolf
1: howl, man. I, I, Maybe back in the day, I, you know, hey, this is still been my first year. It's been a year for me, a year and about a month for me on the job. So I'm still learning the ropes a little bit. I don't fully know, you know, all the traditions of Lloyd's Athletics. Like, I'm, I'm learning.
0: I'm getting it. Okay. Well, look, let's, let's for namesake, let's start a tradition mm-hmm. from the My Friends Show and the Open Mic Broadcast. <laughs> Give me one of the Gray Wolves howls, man. Y'all, you're ready to howl for you. All right. All right. All
1: right. There you go. Oh, you oh, that sounds sound like a puppy, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm still in the office. I'm not going to, you know, go on. I'm just going to really get a little confused right now. Well,
0: look, man, we truly appreciate you being a good sport with the eSports, and we wish you guys nothing but success. Keep us in tune as things develop, my friend, and we'll have you back real soon. Well, he is Mr. Lamar Daniels, the head coach of eSports, the Gray Wolves of Lawrence University. I am the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince. Of course, our social media handles for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter are all at The Mike Prince Show. The YouTube channel is Open My Broadcast Network. And our 24-hour dial-in message line, 713-570-6736. Time has come where I must exit stage left. Until the next time, you guys be blessed. We'll see you on the other side.